Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the VFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Reunited, and it feels so good. Frankie, what's happening, man? Great. Happy Friday. Happy New Year to you. This is the first time we are hanging in the new year. Look at you. You got your tan? Yeah. Did you plan this? You matched this shirt to your skin color? Look at this guy. Thank you. Look at this guy. Appreciate it. Golden bronze. Yeah. Laying out in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Boca. Did you play any bocce or bingo while you were there? No. Oh, all right. I didn't even play canasta while I was there. Sorry. I didn't do anything. Because that's what I told people you were doing while it you was were there. Was, yeah. was I was, uh, it was working a lot, which was good, and then New Year's Day was fantastic. Did you say you were working a lot, which was good? It wasn't really good, but <laughs> it was kind of annoying. But you were working while on vacation? I, I felt like I was on the phone with you a lot. Not really. Maybe it was Mike. All right. Well, I was on the phone. I was on well, the phone. Well, I'm, I'm happy you mis- mistook me for uh, Mike Cardano. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. How can you? How can that one happen? I don't know. I have a little bit more hair than Mike Cardano. Wow. <laughs> Just stating the facts. Statements. All right. Uh, I don't um, have any salt and pepper yet either. I don't think. You don't. No. You don't. Um, but it was it was nice. It was really nice hanging out in the sun uh, for a couple days of sun. Uh, the rest were cloudy and rainy, but that was okay. It was nice to get away, hang out with my mom a little bit. How was your New Year's? How was my new year? It was fine. Nothing crazy. Did what I do every year. Uh, drink excessive amounts of alcohol. Uh-huh. Really, really hate myself on January 1st. Uh, and then no carbs and no drinking for the month of January. So here we go, Greg. Don't know how you do New it. year, new Frank. Don't know how you do it, man. New year, new Frank Stanfield. New year, new Frank Nilakina. How about that guy? Sure. You see what he did the other day? Yeah, I saw what he did. Let's go, Knicks! Good defense against Damian Lillard. Very good defense against That's Damian right. Lillard. Although um, I saw a stat from uh, Drew Dinkmeyer on Twitter. The Knicks are fourteen and three in their last seventeen games uh, that are on New Year's Day. <laughs> it's that true. <laughs> because um, every team that comes to New York just gets bombed the night before on New Year's Eve. Frank, did you the Knicks uh, take advantage? Did you tell our, our esteemed audience the story that I called you about when I was on vacation. I did. did. I probably messed it up, but if you want to reiterate it, you told it, everybody the story. I'm not gonna repeat the story. I don't know, you know, people might have not been listening the other day when I told the so story. So basically, I was at a bar uh, with with Judy and her friends. And we were, we were hanging out. Cool place, right? In Fort Lauderdale we were at. We were just hanging out, drinking a couple beers. And 
You're like in Fort Lauderdale, which isn't very far from Miami. You have a lot of people that are just dressed scantily clad. There's a lot of good-looking people. Like, oh, this is a pretty cool spot to be in. So one of the people that we were with comes up to me. He's like, I just want to fill you in what's going on. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? What's going on? These two people right here, it's like these, uh, this couple, this good-looking girl, good-looking guy. They, uh, they had a bet. Okay, cool. The bet was if you were over or under 36 years old. All right, so I told the story correctly. And I, I'm like, what? <laughs> so the girl like apologizes, and she goes, we were just pointing out, like, this guy's getting laid, this guy's getting laid. We pointed to you, we're like, this guy's clearly getting laid, but how old do you think he is? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, that was the precursor. That this was, guy's clearly getting laid, but he's really old. This is what she told he me. He might need something to help him get laid. This is what she told me. <laughs> so I'm like... I, uh, okay, she's like, I buy you a drink. I was like, honestly, I got to drive home, so, so no, but like... You were driving? Yeah, I drove that night, yeah. Oh. Because I'm not close to Fort Lauderdale. I had to drive back to back and forth with my mom's. Sorry. Okay, we deal. And so then her boyfriend or husband or whoever comes up to me. He's like, oh, man, you got me. I'm like, how old did you think I was? Dude, I thought you were 40s. I'm like, What? I go, I go, can you explain to me why? Like, what did I do? Uh, how many years have we been doing this show, Greg? Uh, three, I believe. Three years. Yeah. We're going on our third year. Right. And you think that I've been joking around this whole time. So I You go, think that I've just been trying to, you know, get under your skin. So I go I'm to him. I'm not the only person who thinks this. I go, why do you think I'm in my 40s? Like, what? I haven't even talked to you. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Well, this answer was... I've never made fun of your hair before. So he goes, ah, your hair. I'm like, my hair? (laughs) So you're just getting picked up by a couple in Miami slash Fort Lauderdale. Look at my hair. I got a full head here. There's no, it's not receding. There's full hair. It grows in every month. You see it grow in. It does grow in. It's very curly. There's no gray. You you got the waves down for sure. It's all gray. gray. It's all brown. Yeah, I mean, it's not really thinning. I mean, it's not like I can just see into your scalp or anything. Absolutely not. So I go, Judy, what, like, why do you think he did this? She goes, honestly, it's her outfit. I'm like, my outfit? What's wrong with my outfit? Yeah, I mean. So she, so I'm yeah. not wearing this outfit. No, right? I mean, I mean, even today, though, it's kind of. This is what we have to wear. Yeah, it's close to, I mean, I don't look 40. I don't think I look 40. Yeah, I have to wear this for, for MSG. <laughs> I'm wearing what we were told to wear. Yeah. I mean, you could wear a bomber jacket. A bomber jacket is a little more hip. They told us to wear bomber jackets. Well, I got a cool sweater. But Greg, Greg's like, you know. He goes into uh, he goes into Rob Sussman's closet. It's a Uniqlo sweater. He's like, I pulled out a cool sweater. I got my cool sweater on, a t-shirt, right? Yes, it's a cool sweater. That's what we'll call it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I agree. (laughs) You can have this as a jacket, whatever. All right. So I got my jacket here, my t-shirt, whatever. So when we were in Fort Lauderdale, most people were wearing like jeans, tight t-shirt. Like I'm not gonna be a guy that wears jeans and tight t-shirt. I'm not that guy, you know. So. I am wearing my uh, khaki shorts, po- blue polo. One minute. Oh, I look pretty good. She's like, I look like you're an old guy who just came off the golf course. <laughs> She's not wrong about that. And I'm like, I guess I'll throw this all away. She's like, don't throw it away. It's nice, but like, you gotta don't know. Be so, Greg, don't be so self conscious, man. Look, if your wardrobe is 40 year old, you know, golfer, that's fine. She's Everyone like, has their thing. You gotta know your audience. And this is not the audience to wear what you're wearing. And I'm like, oh my are you God. going to a golf course? Or are you going out, you know, partying so, in uh, Fort Lauderdale? So right? her friends felt horrible. About there this. are a lot of retired people in Florida, so you fit right in. Her friends called her, and like, is Greg okay? Doing all right? Yeah, Greg does get very self-conscious when you make yeah. fun of his age and wardrobe. Of course, I've noticed. So 
Embrace it, man. So out of the car ride back. You're an old young guy. Back, her, friend, her friends are like, well, at least he's getting laid. And she's like, no, he's not. No, not, not that either. Not happening. Oh, well, this doesn't sound like such a great vacation after all. It wasn't a great night, Frank. Hopefully this week it'll be better. we got a lot of NFL to talk about. Stick around. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go. Back with you, BFFs, here on the Sports Grid Network. Get on the grid. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for hanging out, tuning in. Sticking around here on Sports Grid. Um, what were we just talking about, Frank? We were just talking about something. Uh, your clothes, your no, hair, off, your age. It was off the air. Josh today. Donaldson ah, not being signed yet. Uh, Danny and Alex, our producers downstairs, said this may have been the best opening segment we've ever had uh, in 2020. Pretty, pretty high praise. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, hopefully uh, you all enjoyed it as well. So should we go in order here? Is that what you want to do? You want to go in order of the games? Sure. Let's preview them. Or should I not go in order? No, let's go in order. All right. Chronological order. Chronological. Alphabetical order. Whatever you want to do. I know alphabetical doesn't make sense, Frank. But I will go chronological. Buffalo Bills would still be first, right? Baltimore Ravens don't play, so maybe, yes. Yeah. So, game one, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. The ESPN game. Booger McFarland is there. The Buffalo Bills travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Deshaun Watson and the Texans in their traditional spot as the first game of the playoffs. Who could have seen this coming, Greg? All of us, Frank. All of us. They host the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen making his playoff debut. Sean McDermott uh, back there, uh, second time in three years. How do you see this one playing out? Spread is the the Bills are what, two and a half point, dog? The Bills are two-and-a-half-point dogs. This game opened with the Houston Texans laying three points. It's gone down to two-and-a-half. It'll be interesting to see uh, which way that goes by the time tomorrow comes around, whether we get back up to three or if it goes uh, lower, down to two in favor of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, This game also opened up at 39-and-a-half, Greg, the over-under, now up to 43-and-a-half. Seems high. Gaining some steam here on the over and... It seems like more people are on the Buffalo Bills. Agreed. And I'll tell you why. I I think that the matchups clearly favor uh, the Buffalo Bills because you'll have Tredavious White on DeAndre Hopkins. So, Tredavious White said he is not covering DeAndre Hopkins by himself. He said that he will just play his side. Kevin Johnson will handle the other side and they'll both play well. All right, well, I'm sure they're going to be sending a bunch of defensive attention to DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just telling you what I read. I want to, I want to no, no, that, yeah, that's fine. I mean, look, if you look at the actual shadow numbers, which they have on Pro Football Focus, Tredavious White doesn't traditionally shadow anybody. So there you he go. He just plays his side. Sure. Which is 
fine, but either way, they're going to send um, multiple defensive back safeties towards DeAndre Hopkins' way. Anyway, considering the fact that Will Fuller uh, is probably not going to play in this game, he is a long shot to play in this game, uh, and while we're talking about that, Greg, uh, in Deshaun Watson's career with Fuller in the lineup, 276.5 passing yards per game, 2.27 passing touchdowns per game, 8.7 yards per attempt. Without Will Fuller in the lineup in his career, 227 passing yards per game, 1.3 passing touchdowns, and 7.3 yards per attempt. So you've heard the numbers before. Those actually support it that Deshaun Watson uh, is marginally better when Will Fuller is in the lineup. And it makes sense because you have an additional deep threat. You attract defensive attention away from DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Will Fuller is not going to be there tomorrow. Obviously, the experience side favors... Deshaun Watson, he's played in bigger games. He played in the playoffs last year. Uh, Bill O'Brien has been here before. He has coached in four playoff games as the head coach of the Houston Texans. He is one in three in those games. Uh, But I do think that Sean McDermott is a better coach. I think the coaching advantage goes towards the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm leaning with the Buffalo Bills as well, man. I'm not afraid to take the money line in this spot. Yes, it's Josh Allen's first career playoff start, but... No, the Bills were 10 and 6 this year. The Texans were 10 and 6. Yes, the Bills had an easier schedule, but they played well on the road too. 6 and 2 straight up on the road. 6 1 and 1 ATS on the road this year. Uh, I am ready to grab the points with the Buffalo Bills and I like the money line there as well. You know, this one, this game to me screams of a famous cliche we say around here a lot. And that's perception versus reality. As you mentioned, Frankie, both of these teams 10 and 4. Right? Sorry, what was 10 and 6 on the year? 10 and 6. Sorry. So both of these teams are 10 and 6 on the year. Let me give you the, the Texans' losses, if you don't mind. Uh, opening day, they lost in New Orleans. Not a bad loss. Game they should lose. They lost at home to Carolina, which was like, what the hell? Is, how is that possible? Right? Okay. They win in Kansas City 31 24. They lost in Indianapolis. Indianapolis was playing well at the time. That, that doesn't bother me. They get destroyed by the Ravens in Buffalo. They then beat... In Baltimore. In Baltimore, sorry. They beat the Patriots, they beat the Patriots in Houston. They beat the Colts in Houston. Everyone's riding high with the Texans, right? Of course, they then blow up a stinker at home against Denver, and everyone's like, oh, there's the same old Houston Texans, which clearly were playing off that high of that win in New England. They then beat Tennessee in Tennessee in their biggest game of the year. They go to Tennessee and get the job done. They go to Tampa, almost put up another stinker, and they survive on that Saturday game. Throughout the game, the final game of the season at home against Tennessee, A.J. McCarron started that game. Yep. Right? So, of the five losses outside of Week 17, which doesn't count, that they had, that home against Carolina, that one was bad. That was really bad. I don't think in Indianapolis is bad. It's a divisional game, but... It's a divisional game. In hindsight, well that, that should be a game that they... Fine. Win. Fine. And at home against Denver was really bad. Okay? When this team is up to play, they've played pretty well this year. I get it. The Baltimore game, they got slapped around in Baltimore. That was bad. But when they were up to play against New England, at home, they crushed them. They crushed that team. This team went into Kansas City, and they beat them too. The Houston Texans... The Chiefs win is the most impressive one to me. Of course, on the road. Even more than the Patriots. On the road, 31-24. And that was with Patrick Mahomes, with Damian Williams, a little Sean McCoy, I played him, with Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill. This was not a 
uh, wounded Kansas City team. This is the full-strength Chiefs team. And we'll say Will Fuller played that one, so you know. But it was a big-time victory for the Houston Texans. So for those that are, I just, it just feels like, and it can maybe be perception by me, everybody's on Buffalo in this game. Because the better I think defense. that's because we're surrounded by Buffalo Bills fans here. Though. I don't I, because I've listened to other podcasts, and to me, it seems really split. Really? Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe it's because we're surrounded by the Bills fans yeah. here. That, that's possible. But maybe it's because we've been surrounded by the Bills fans all season that I feel like everyone really likes Buffalo here. Potentially. But I get how good that Buffalo defense can be and is. I get how good for the most part Josh Allen has been. But as you mentioned, Frank, the Buffalo Bills a bit of an easier schedule. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, facing the Dolphins, facing the Jets, facing the NFC East, there's no doubt about it. But if you look at their losses, Greg, their losses have come against tough teams. They lost the Patriots twice. The Browns' loss is a bad one, for sure. All right, fine. They lost to the Eagles as a playoff team. Yeah, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Patriots twice. But played the Patriots tough in both of those games, and Josh Allen was knocked out in one of them. That's true. Throw out the Jets one. That was week 17. It didn't matter. Yep. So they had the same five same losses. Same as the Texans. Same five losses. Yep. yep. They lost the Patriots twice, the Ravens once. And they played the Ravens tough as well. Very that tough. Was, that was closer than the score indicates. In Buffalo. Yep. In Buffalo, though. Lost the, uh, lost the Browns, as you mentioned, and lost the Eagles. Those are their five losses. All pretty fine losses. Yep. Bills have played very, very tough uh, to everybody. I think they, much like most teams, though, have been better um, at home. You know, on the road, it hasn't been great, I don't think. But both Patriots' losses, as you said, tough. You know, they went to Pittsburgh, which is a tough place to play. I know they're playing Duck Hodges, but beat them 17-10. They didn't really have any true tough road games outside of the New England game. Beat Tennessee in Tennessee. That's a playoff team. 14-10. I know the Steelers' offense is terrible. The defense is very good. But their defense is very, very good. good. And that game was a playoff atmosphere. Sunday night football, prime time game. It. That was a big game. I remember it. And the Bills Very went in well. there and they won. Yeah. So what am I taking away from this? I don't know. I feel like Houston's playoff experience, I get it, it's Bill O'Brien. I know the whole deal. But I like Deshaun Watson more than I like Josh Allen. You know? That's fair. That's definitely fair. I think that we talk about these quarterbacks matching up, a guy like Jadarius White. This is a game DeAndre Hopkins has to step up. He didn't step up a couple of weeks ago. I think he has to step up here. Like, who, who else is going to step up, though, here in the spot for the Texans? Right. Like, it, it, and he still look, is- Watson and Hopkins are talented enough where I guess they could just put the team on their back themselves. But, like, and I'll, I'll keep going back to this because it sucked all year for fantasy. Bill O'Brien goes out and gives up a third-round pick for Duke Johnson and barely uses it. Sure. Like, maybe that's the wild card in this game. It's Carlos not- Hyde actually had a great season. It was his first time up over 1,000 rushing yards in his career, which is kind of crazy because he's been around for a while. But if you're asking me... I would give the coaching advantage to Sean McDermott. Okay. I know he's only had one other playoff game in his career as the coach of the Buffalo Bills. I think the defense heavily favors the Buffalo JJ Bills. J.J. Watt is playing in this one. Yeah, but I think that kind of... I'm not going to say it causes problems, but it makes things different because the Texans have been playing a certain way for so long without him. Is he going to be 100%? I think there's a lot of questions there with J.J. Watt. We'll each make a pick, and we'll come back after this. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so back with you on the BFFs. Before we continue, I want to remind you, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot by opening a sports wagering account over on FanDuel. It's New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash Griddle. You'll receive a free bet of up to $500. A free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash Grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports. You're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash Grid. Open up your new account and claim your free wager. Free wager. Up to $500. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Okay, Frankie, uh, time to make a prediction because i got to move on to the next game. Texans, Bills, what do you think? I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills, win this game 21-17. to I like the under as well. Bills 12-3 and to the under in their last 15 road games. I think you could put them in a teaser as well. Five of their six losses uh, by seven points or less this season. From a fantasy perspective, uh, I do like Devin Singletary. I like both running backs. I like Singletary and Carlos Hyde. Um, in props, I like Cole Beasley over four and a half receptions. And I like Deshaun Watson to throw an interception in this game. The Buffalo Bills had 14 interceptions this year. Over his last three games, he had just three passing touchdowns and five interceptions. So, uh, yeah. Bills, Beasley over, Deshaun Watson to throw in the interception. I will take the Texans uh, to win this game. I will take them to win 24 24- to 17 still goes to me under right because I want to I like the under in this yeah. game also I'll go 24 17 uh with Houston winning this game probably like is Josh Allen over 34 and a half rushing yards he's done it seven times this year yeah I think that's fair too uh just to add to that the Texans have allowed the seventh most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season as well so I think that plays into uh your prop for Josh Allen I like the the over on his passing yards as well, considering the Houston Texans allowed the fourth most passing yards this year and the fourth most passing touchdowns. That's what. I, that's why I think Josh Allen will be able to have success in this game. Saturday evening, the other AFC matchup. It's the New England Patriots hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans are a five-and-a-half point uh, underdog here in this one. And I mentioned the Buffalo Bills. Seemingly, like everybody's on them. I feel the same way about the Tennessee Titans, and yet this line well, it hasn't really moved. It's been at five-and-a-half uh, since it came out. That was the opening line. It's dropped, it, dropped, it dropped down to four it's and a half some some places. I've seen it drop down to five in some places. So maybe it's dropped, it is, maybe it dropped down to four and a half, and then it went back up to five. Okay, so it's it is moving here a little bit before going back up to five. Uh, the total sits it opened at forty one and a half. I'm seeing it now at forty four and a half. So it has risen a bunch. But I like the under here as well. It's supposed to be pretty gross out uh, in yeah. Boston. Uh, on Saturday night, which means a lot of running the football, which means a lot of Sony Michelle, Derrick Henry. I will tell you that, Frank, and I don't know if people are talking about this, uh, the New England Patriots defense, I believe, allowed the least amount of fantasy points to running backs of any team in football this year. He did. Derrick Henry, I don't know a lot of people are on him. If that's the offense, which it is with Tennessee, you think, with Steve, uh, Stephon Gilmore on A.J. Brown, the Patriots defense zoning in on Derrick Henry... It's tough for me to like Tennessee in this spot if Ryan Tannehill has to beat you without it, without his top two weapons, essentially. 
Yeah, the thing with Derrick Henry is that he's been able to run in tough matchups. I mean, he's just been able to run all over everybody. I mean, 211 yards and three touchdowns last week against the Houston Texans to overtake Nick Chubb and lead the league in rushing this season. Look, since Ryan Tannehill took over, the Titans are 7-3. and three. They're averaging 30.4 uh, points per game. Ryan Tannehill finished the season number one in NFL passer rating, number one in yards per attempt. I thought this was a really interesting uh, point from Pat Thorman on Twitter as well. Make sure you follow Pat Thorman. Uh, he puts out great stuff over on Twitter. The Pats lost all four games this year, Greg, where they allowed more than 17 points. The Titans' implied total in this game is 19.5 points. So, that's just... Look, it doesn't mean it's automatically going to happen, but I thought that it was a, an interesting tidbit there uh, when it comes to... Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans in general. Look, this offense is has, has been amazing since Ryan Tannehill has took over. Uh, he's second in the NFL in passer rating while being pressured this year. Number one overall in, in passer rating. It's just, It was a phenomenal season for Ryan Tannehill, for A.J. Brown, for Derrick Henry. All the stats for me, Greg, point towards... You should like the Tennessee Titans based on their offense being better and, and the Patriots' defense kind of showing cracks the past couple of weeks. It's what, interesting because, as Gabe Morency has said on the morning after this week, and I mentioned it on the FanDuel Hurry Up, the Patriot, sorry, the Tennessee Titans have the quarterback that's playing better right now. I know it's Tom Brady, but just right now, Tannehill's playing better. Certainly the better running back in Derrick Henry and a better wide receiver, a healthier wide receiver in A.J. Brown. If the Titans have the three best offensive weapons... You have to like the Titans? I think that's why so many people, it seems like so many people are on the Titans right now. And I just wax poetic all, all these reasons yes. about, you know, how great the Titans have been, their offense. All the stats to me point towards, uh, you know, with Ryan Tannehill taking over, that you should like the Tennessee Titans in this spot, Craig. Tom Brady might not even be 100%. Apparently, he was holding his elbow last week. He's averaged right around 201 passing yards each of the past three games for the Patriots. With all that being said, I can't bet against the Patriots. I can't do it. And I know scared money doesn't make money, but that's fine. If I don't make money in this game, that's perfectly fine. I think the play in this game, Greg, is the Patriots' money line because I could see it being a close game, but I think that the Patriots are going to win. I, I Look, I respect the Titans' offense. I respect what Mike Vrabel did this year, specifically with Ryan Tannehill coming in You know, about halfway through the season since week seven. Phenomenal job by him. But just when it comes to Bill Belichick in Gillette, this time of year, bad weather, they find a way. And how about this? Over the past three games, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead are averaging 151 rushing yards per game. So this is exactly what they want to do this time of year, Greg. This is exactly what they did last year. Correct. I can't bet against the New England Patriots in this spot. I think Patriots' money line is a play here. I agree with you. I can't bet against the Patriots either. As you mentioned, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, they've just been running it down other teams' throats, and they've been controlling... Uh, controlling the ball, and that's the way that they were able to beat Kansas City last year, get to the Super Bowl, and ultimately defeat the Los Angeles Rams. It was a whole lot of Sony Michelle. It's made me fall in love with him as a fantasy player this year, and it hasn't necessarily worked out. I think the way that you're going to stop Tennessee, Kansas City, Baltimore, if it all comes down to that, is running the football, keeping the ball out of the other team's hands. The New England Patriots have found a really successful way of doing that uh, as the wind, as the weather gets colder, um, and that's with Sony Michelle. And I think I, I really like. Sony Michelle in this game. I really like the Patriots in this game. And listen, I know what the stats point out. I know you did a nice job describing both sides of it. But until the Patriots fall in the playoffs in one of these games, I know they haven't played a first round. It's not going to happen to the Titans. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Maybe we're not respecting Ryan Tannehill enough, Greg. But yes, you could see it happening with a Mahomes. I know or with I, Lamar Jackson. I, again, I know they Tannehill? haven't played. 
I know they haven't played a first-round game in 10 years, but they'll be ready. And I think Ryan Tannehill in his first playoff, st- first playoff start in Foxborough is a really, really tough way to do it. I believe it. he's 0-6 in his career in Foxborough as well. Well, that's not a surprise, but for the Dolphins and Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah. um, I like Sonny Michel. I wax, wax poetic with him. I like Sonny, Sonny Michel over 62.5 rushing yards. I know he's gone over that uh, a decent amount recently right. as well. Yeah. I could pull that up for you. Uh, the prop that I was looking at in this game was the under on Tom Brady's passing yards. I think I saw it at like 262 or 259 or something like that. Just considering the weather in this game, the fact that he might not be 100%. Uh, he's got this elbow thing. I read about he it last night. He also has no one to throw to. Yeah, Julian Edelman is banged up. And, and that's the way to attack the Tennessee Titans is through the air, specifically with slot receivers. You know, they've given up some big-time production to slot receivers recently. And, you know, with Julian Edelman not 100%, uh, Nikhil Harry had seven targets last week. He's... Been coming on slowly. Muhammad Snu has not given them yeah. what they were expected, giving up a second, second round, round pick. pick. Yeah. Again, like everything so do, uh, seems like you should like the Titans in this spot, I but know. because of the mystique, the experience, the the Patriots in the month of January, I can't bet against them. Sony Michelle has at least 18 carries in three consecutive games. He's had at least 74 yards in all three of those games. He's uh, done that in four of his last six as well. Four of his last six. That's absolutely yeah. correct. Uh, he only has one touchdown during that spend. Uh, that came in week 17 against Miami. Don't bet the Sony Michelle touchdown prop because Rex Burkhead still does enough in the red zone where he's annoying. James White gets receptions uh, and targets in that area of the field. I think you're right. If you're going to bet a Sony Michelle prop, I won't be on this prop just because there's too many moving parts with the Patriots' backfield. Like It wouldn't surprise me one bit if like this is a Rex Burkhead game. Uh, but I think if you are going to bet anything with Sony Michelle, it would be the over on his rushing yards. All right, so Sony Michelle, those rushing yards, uh, that's where my head is at. I also like Tom Brady on the under, and there you go. Those are picks for that. Let's move on, Frank, to Sunday afternoon, New Orleans, and Minnesota. Uh, New Orleans is the biggest favorite of the weekend. I feel like a lot of people are writing off the Vikings. I know Dave talks a lot about Mike Zimmer and how good he is outside of the division coaching. It's a really tough spot uh, for the Vikings in New Orleans, in the Superdome, but they are in a dome, which will help them. Um, Dalvin Cook should play. Alexander Madison should play. Uh, those guys are rest- rested. They are healthy-ish now. Can Minnesota hang with the high-powered offense of the New Orleans Saints? I think that they will be able to keep this game within a touchdown. I agree with so you. I, I, agree with you. I like the Saints to win this game, but I actually like the Vikings to cover this spread. Uh, and I wish I jumped on the total earlier in the week because as soon as I saw it come out at like 47.5 or 48, whatever it was, um, I, I thought immediately to myself, like, game inside of a dome with two offenses like this that could put up points, that could throw the ball down the field with the Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. I love the over in this game. Now it's all the way up to 50 I still like the over. Just wish I got on it a little bit earlier in the week. But overall, I do like the Vikings to keep this game within a touchdown. Dalvin Cook should be well-rested. He says that he's good to go. Alexander Madison back in this game. Uh, The Vikings secondary has not been great this year. So I think Michael Thomas uh, will be able to continue exactly what he's done all season long. I think him and Drew Brees will have some success. Alvin Kamara coming on recently, uh, scored multiple touchdowns in back-to-back games for the New Orleans Saints. A little bit too late for your fantasy owners out there. Uh, but overall, uh, I do like this game to be a little bit closer. I like the Minnesota Vikings, although it's Kirk Cousins in a big game in the playoffs. Um, I think the, the the Saints win, but the Vikings cover the spread here. I agree. I also like the Vikings with the points. There's a lot of points. Um, and again, perception and reality is that New Orleans is going to blow this team out. New Orleans is a much better team. Uh, you heard them guys talking up them guys. You heard uh, Jim Day, George Curtis, and Chris Ventra talking about it on the Fantasy Football Frenzy that the Saints are a top four team to win the Super Bowl this year. And second in the NFC to the San Francisco 49ers, maybe even first 
in the NFC, uh, including the 49ers. People love the New Orleans Saints. But Minnesota is here because they have a good defense. Minnesota is here because they can run the football. If you can keep the ball away from Drew Brees, you can keep the ball away from the Saints, well, they may be able to get the dam- do some damage. I like them. Uh, plus seven and a half is what you can get them at right now. I think they are good enough. This spread open at eight. It is now down at seven and a half in a lot of places. Frank mentioned that the total has gone up to around 54, nine and a half. Um, depending on where you're looking, I don't know where I am on that. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to go over a prop or two that we like from this game before we move on to the final game, and that is Seattle and Philadelphia. Stick around. A whole lot more to come on the BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Full-time fantasy. The Titans are built to beat the Patriots. Derrick Henry, that's a hard guy to stop. Look, if Mariota's playing, Patriots win this game by 20. But with Tannehill, he knows the Patriots a little bit. And the Sharps in Vegas are on the Titans. I'd be betting money line here. I'm going to go with the Titans in a victory. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Minnesota and New Orleans, the early game on Sunday. A lot of people writing the Vikings off, as we stated. But Frank and I both like the Vikings with the points uh, in this one. Seven and a half, just a lot of points uh, for a Minnesota team that's actually good. And getting Dalvin Cook back helps. And getting Alexander Madison back helps. I think people forget, um, as they've struggled over the past couple of weeks, that they're without their best player. That's Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, Kirk Cousins fails in big spots. They didn't even play anybody last week either, so you can't even look at the game against the Bears. The game against the Packers was, I mean, that was, there's no excuse for that. I get it. That's a bad one. But they're without their best player. Yeah. Like, that that means something in, in my estimation. You know, I think the, the X factor here, Greg, is the health of Adam Thielen. Sure. I really do believe that because, yes, while everyone's going to be focused on Dalvin Cook, and you should, I mean, again, he is their best offensive player. I think he's had adequate time to get ready, um, and I think that he'll be fine in this matchup. It is a tougher matchup. The Saints are really good against the run, but where they struggle most is against slot receivers, and this has been the case for a while now, Greg. I remember every single week, we were picking on their slot corner, P.J. Williams, uh, and you don't want to target outside wide receivers because of Marshawn Lattimore. So I think Stephon Diggs could, could be in for a tougher game here against Lattimore, but the way to attack the Saints' defense is with the slot receiver. Potentially, the tight ends get involved, but if you look at fantasy points against and, and what they allowed this year, the Saints were actually really tough against tight ends as well. So for me, the biggest X factor is going to be the health of Adam Thielen because while he's been back in the lineup the past couple weeks, Greg, he hasn't been good. Adam Thielen has been dreadful. He hasn't done anything. So, you know, how healthy is Adam Thielen? I think that, to me, is probably the biggest question here. You know, if the Vikings are going to have any shot of keeping this game close, it's going to be because of that matchup with Adam Thielen in the slot. Yeah, I I totally agree. You're going to see Marshall and Lattimore uh, theoretically take care of Stephon Diggs, and we should see a lot of Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen in the slot, and a lot of Dalvin Cook for the Vikings, for Mike Zimmer, for Kevin Stefanski. It's all about controlling the ball. And we'll see what Dalvin Cook is. I'm going to Dalvin Cook's prop just for the moment. 
What do you think is rushing your profits, Frank, without looking at it? Oh, I actually already looked at it. Sorry, Greg. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> I looked at it during the break. I didn't know you were you were gonna you're gonna uh, have me guess it. So it's sixty nine and a half rushing yards. Giggity. He's gonna need more than that if the Vikings are gonna win. Are gonna win the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because he, I think he could have less than that, and they can keep it close because he get involved in the receiving game, and you know, again, Adam Thielen and whatever they can get out of receiving Jinx. yard total is thirty and a half for the record. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I probably like that more than the over on his uh, well, rushing yards. I like the rushing yards more. Because, again, look, the Saints are tough. The Saints are tough against running backs. I could pull this up for you. The Saints allowed 3.65 yards per carry to running backs this year. That was the third fewest in the NFL behind only the Buccaneers and the New York Jets. So the Saints are really tough against opposing running backs. You're right. If the Vikings are going to keep this game close or even potentially win, it's going to be because Dalvin Cook has a big game. It's just, it's hard to really count on that because this is a tougher matchup against the New Orleans Saints uh, front seven. Good matchup, fun matchup. Dalvin Cook, obviously the name to watch in New Orleans. Can we talk about the BFF FanDuel contest too while we're at it? Go right ahead. Can we potentially get that up and running again this week? Well, we did it We did it in week 17. We did get it going in week uh-huh. 17. Right. I would like to keep that going well, this weekend just well, you, so that we have Frank, something fantasy related. Frank, I, I made money in week 17. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Thanks, man. It took you 17 weeks. 17 weeks! 17 weeks. He finally got his lineup in. Came in second. Oh, Came in been second. In mostly, but eh, it most, mostly it's been in. But <laughs> week, I, gave, I, did, I did great. Yeah, good job. Thanks, man. Good job. I was. Uh, I, I, I usually just aim to beat you. I want to keep it going. Now I beat team. almost everybody. So for, for us to get this going, uh, it's for Saturday and Sunday. It's right. both games. Right. So people have to get their lineups in before tomorrow. If you want to join the BFF contest, give us your FanDuel username either in the YouTube chat right now, tweet at me on Twitter at Roto underscore Frank. Let me know what your FanDuel username is. Or if you're already in the contest, just set your lineup. If you click on the Friends tab, I feel like a lot of people who are in this contest have forgotten, and they just forget to set their lineup. So uh, let's keep this rolling. Let's have some fun. Let's get a DFS contest going for the wild card weekend uh, and play on Saturday and Sunday over on FanDuel. I came in second, and uh, this week I will try to aim for first. There you go, Greg. Right, you, I was really proud of myself. Winning some money over on FanDuel. It's about hey, time. Now, you, now you don't even have to uh, redeposit your money, Greg. You got, I, did that, I did that earlier this year. Yeah, you've got money to uh, play with basically for the rest of the playoffs. I do. I do. And they'll get the baseball, and I'll lose money there instead. But more often than not, it's very easy to beat me and Greg. So if you want, e- you want easy money, free money, uh, please join the BFF contest. All right, Frank, have you won yet? One of these contests? Uh, I finished. Make a lot of fun of me, but have I you finished won? second or third right. once, definitely. Um, I think I might have done it twice this year. Probably not though. <laughs> Go back and look at it. Final game is the Philadelphia Eagles Seattle Seahawks, uh, four forty Sunday afternoon. The Eagles opened as a small favorite. They are now a small underdog at home. One and a half points is what I am seeing. And the Eagles, if there's anybody in the playoffs that has a, quote, nobody believes in us mentality, it's, it's probably the Eagles. They've lost everybody. Are they breaking out the dog masks again? It wouldn't surprise me, man. You have an offensive line that's incredibly beat up. You have the running backs that are incredibly beat up. Your top wide receiver is Greg Ward. Your secondary is awful. And the Eagles have found a way to limp into the playoffs, beating Dallas in a game they had to win, beating the Giants in a game that they had to win. They did it twice. And the Eagles do it again, do or die, against Seattle, a team that they've previously played in Philadelphia earlier this year and lost. Can they do it this time? I don't know about you, Greg, but this is the hardest game for me to call. And I guess it makes sense considering this is the lowest spread of every game this week. Seattle Seahawks are a one and a half point favorite on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. So what that tells us is on a neutral game site, they're 
telling us that the Seahawks are one and a half point better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think, you know, based on having Russell Wilson, that makes sense. But the Seahawks defense hasn't been a great one all year long. They don't generate a lot of pressure. They should get Jadavion Clowney back in this game, but he's been out the past couple of weeks with a core muscle injury. Greg, this whole game, forget about just the Eagles. This whole game is like the Red Cross. You see the Red Cross next to your fantasy player for most of the season? That's this entire game. Because the Seahawks are beat up as well. Clowney, they're hoping to get back. They're hoping to get back Quandre Diggs. Uh, Dwayne Brown, it looks like he is not going to play in this game. He had knee surgery a couple of weeks ago. So both of these teams are extremely beat up. With all that being said, I find myself leaning with the better quarterback in Russell Wilson. And maybe it's because they played earlier this year already and I just have that stuck in the back of my mind. I know that Rashad Penny was a big reason for why the Seattle Seahawks won in that game. He broke off a long touchdown uh, run. They have no Chris Carson. They have Travis Homer. They've been using him more in the past game. They say Marshawn Lynch knows the playbook. He's going to be up to snuff. He's going to be used more in this game as well. But a tough matchup. I think the way that the Seahawks are going to win this game, it's by throwing the ball specifically to the outside. I think DK Metcalf has a big one in this game, Greg. The Eagles have really struggled with outside wide receivers. I don't want to take anything away from Carson Wentz because he's played phenomenal football. You look at the injuries that he's been dealt had back against the wall, had to win uh, against the Cowboys, made that happen, had to win last week against the New York Giants. They win that game big. Boston Scott has three touchdowns in that game. Uh, there's, no, I don't think Zach Ertz is going to play in this game. Dallas Goddard, you're looking at another big game. Uh, and yet Carson Wentz continues to play mistake-free football. He's not turning the ball over. This is a really, really tough game for me to call. I lean with the Seattle Seahawks, and it's solely based on Experience. Pete Carroll has been here. Doug Peterson, Doug been Peterson here as well. won the Doug Super Peterson Bowl. Had, uh, Pete Carroll's won a Super Bowl as well. Sure. So they Doug both Peterson have more recently. It's true. It's true. Give me the better quarterback in Russell Wilson, but this is the hardest game for me to call. I think you can just hear it in my voice. I mean, there's just there's not much conviction when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks here. I think this is a really really tough game. Uh, for me, you know, I look at what they did that first time that they played, and Russell Wilson threw for 200 yards in that game. Threw the ball, I believe, 25 times. And Tyler Lockett, nothing. DK Metcalf, nothing. And that's taking advantage of a bad Philadelphia secondary. The running game based everything. Where Rashad Penny rushed for over 100 yards. Chris Carson didn't really do anything. It was the Rashad Penny show. We came out of this game saying, oh my God, run and pick up Rashad Penny because he's going to be something second half of the year. Penny is hurt. Chris Carson is hurt. C.J. Proceis is hurt. Can Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch combine to do what these guys did? That's the Seattle offense, Frankie. And we saw it last year against Dallas, where they didn't open up the offense fast enough, where they ran the ball with Chris Carson, and they ran the ball with Rashad Penny, and it seemingly didn't work. And it was too little, too late with the passing game. Will Brian Schottenheimer wake up? Because I can tell you what, Doug Peterson will. It is the toughest game to call. But right now, I think I lean Philadelphia. I can't blame you either. Again, it's, it's a tough game either way. And I'm doing it actually for the same reason you are. I trust the Philadelphia coaching staff. I Going with coaching. Yeah. You like Seattle's coaching. That's fine. I like Pete Carroll. I don't like Brian, Brian Schottenheimer. That's for sure. Last year in the playoffs, the game against Dallas, it was in Dallas if I remember correctly. I remember, yeah, I remember that game. The Russell Wilson threw the ball 27 times. They ran the ball 21 times, a game that was really boring and really frustrating. This year, Russell Wilson has thrown the ball 
more than 27 times, just three times this season, with there being zero times since week nine that he's done that. In the game against Philly, as I mentioned, 200 yards passing, one catch for 38 yards by Tyler Lockett. Metcalf had three for 35. Rashad Penny had 14 for 129. Carson had eight for 26. He probably fumbled. I think this is something that you could watch early in the game too, Greg. And you can kind of see the way that the Seattle Seahawks coming out. And I know that you know in-game betting has become more prevalent. And I think it's for this reason, right? If you see that early on in this game, that the Seattle Seahawks are the same Seattle Seahawks that they were in the playoffs last year, and they're just running the ball to Marshall Lynch into the back of their offensive line over and over and over again, then you jump on the Philadelphia Eagles in-game. I think you jump on the money line at that point. You jump on whatever the spread might be because if they're not going to learn from the mistakes that they made last year, Greg, and even down the stretch here, you know, they had, they had chances in these games, you know, against the San Francisco 49ers, obviously going they were on the goal line. to the one-yard yeah. line. And they still ran the ball 30 times. Russell Wilson did throw the ball 40 times, but playing a little bit of catch up there late in that game. If you, do, if you see that the Seattle Seahawks come out here and they're just running the football early in this game, then jump on the Eagles because that means they clearly haven't learned. If they would unleash Russell Wilson, and I've said this over and over again, Greg, if Russell Wilson played for the Chiefs or the Bucks, The Niners. Imagine what he would be able to do, not just with the coaching, but with the, the willingness for that coaching staff to throw the football. Let him be him. I mean, he's... One, he's Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, Greg. And, and they have a run-first so offense. Do, do you want to put your trust in Brian Schottenheimer? I, the thing is, I think if you need Russell Wilson to either in the second half have a big game or rely on him at any point, I trust him more than I trust Carson Wentz. That's what it comes down to. That's, that's fine. Do you, so especially one of the things we didn't mention, I didn't mention rather with Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz still has not been cleared for contact. But so if you're playing DFS this weekend, I mean, Dallas Goddard is basically a lot. They do think that Zach Ertz will be declared eligible to play tomorrow. They have a decent shot There's at no it. no chance he plays, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. He, he wasn't, he didn't do anything contact related today. In he has not been cleared no. yet, but they think there is a chance he's cleared I mean, tomorrow. I was playing with like, Lacerated, lacerated kidney, kidney yeah. his broken rib. Miles There's Sanders. No way he plays. Did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. There if he was, does, it's solely as a uh, decoy on the field. That's there it. was optimism that Sanders would practice today. I haven't seen that yet. Did you? I haven't seen anything regarding Miles Sanders. So look that up. But he hasn't practiced all week long. But when he was asked by reporters, he said, "It's he, the playoffs. I'm playing." Right. So he did not practice again Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I don't see if he's practiced today or not. I don't know that but, they but have a practice had, report yet. But he has said he's playing on Sunday. Okay, this is Sunday Night Football on, NFBC, on NF, NBC on Twitter saying that he returned to work on Friday and should be part of the game plan against the Seahawks on Sunday. I will That's say, Miles Sanders. I will say this, though, in, in DFS. Boston Scott has at least six receptions in three of his last four games. He didn't do it in Week 17, but he had... 19 carries in that game. Austin Scott has become a very large part of this offense, as has their number one receiver, Greg Ward. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we wrap up the show. Three questions in three minutes, and we do it next. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yo! It is the final three minutes of the BFFs. Do, 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 indeed. All right, let's get it down. Three questions in three minutes, Franks. Hit me. Question number one. The, oh man, I did not have this pulled up exactly what I wanted to do, which is frustrating. All right, uh, question number one. The total for the Seahawks and the Eagles is 45 and a half, over, under 45 and a half. I like the under. I know that they played to the under the last time they played. That's not the only reason why I like it in this game. It's close. Uh, But, yeah. (laughs) Look, I I don't see how uh, many points are going to be scored here. Um, Both teams are super banged up. Uh, They're missing big offensive pieces as well. Yes, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are here, but... I'm not expecting Zach Ertz to play in this game. Even if he is, I don't think he's 100%. Miles Sanders is banged up as well. I think points are going to be harder to come by. I'll take the under in this game. Question number two, Marshawn Lynch rushing yards. The prop is at 34.5. I believe it's the same exact spot it was at last week where he just finished under half a yard. If he would have scored the touchdown from the one, he would have gotten it. 34.5 is the total over-under for Marshawn Lynch. Uh, the Eagles allowed the fourth fewest yards per carry to running backs this year, 3.72. Travis Homer will be involved. Travis Homer's over-under is 37 and a half. I'll take the under on both. But realistically, I probably wouldn't bet either. Final question, and obviously regard, is in regards to this game. You've already made your pick. But question number three is, who has more receptions, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? I will take DK Metcalf. The Eagles have been really tough on slot-wide receivers all season long. They struggle more so on the outside. Um, DK Metcalf had more receptions in the first game that they played against the Philadelphia Eagles as well, although both of them were not good in that game. Either way, uh, I will take DK Metcalf there. Metcalf's uh, total receptions is 3.5. Tyler Lockett's is 4.5. Which game are you most looking forward to? Bonus question. The game I am most looking forward to is... Probably, it's going to be one of the games on Saturday. I'm really excited for the Saturday games. Probably the Bills and Texans. As crazy as it is. I know it's the first game, but I'm very excited about that game. I think I'm most excited for the Sunday games. Really? I tell you, you know, it's a good NFL playoffs. We have two different, yeah. you know, different games that we're looking no, forward because to. Because I think that there's a chance that the Patriots could lose, too. So We'll see. Frank Stanfield will be back here tomorrow hosting Pro Football Today, a special edition from noon until 4 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you tune into that. For Frank, I'm Greg. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll do it all again on Monday. We, we hope. hope.